and that is the hymn, The Only Son from Heaven. And we're going to be taking a look at it on this Law and Gospel Rumination Tuesday, January the 14th in the year of our Lord 2020. And with us is our good friend and newly retired pastor, Mark Smith. Hi, Tom. How you doing? I'm doing really good. How did you like your first week of retirement? <laughs> Not busy at all, are you? Once you retired, I ended, nothing. I ended up working. I ended up working just as much, if not more, last week. You know, I know. Then I have. You know, I don't know. I had just finishing tying up loose ends, and and uh, I'm still in the process of cleaning out my office. Oh, well, oh, that was man. such a dirty office. 38 years of sermons, you yes. know, that you say, you don't throw them away, you know. You know. No, no. <laughs> but, and, and files, you know, I got files, I got, I got books. I still got books I don't know what I'm going to do with, so. And so, know. who's taking care right now of your shut-ins and such? Uh, well, we have uh, the, the Reverend uh, Dick Labore. Oh, good. And he is, uh, he is our vacancy pastor, and I told them that I would be willing to, you know, to visit uh, sure. Shut-ins as I can. I'd be happy to do that. So I'm I'm going to continue to kind of. Where did you worship Sunday? Oh no, I at Prince of Peace. Oh, you went back. We had our uh, we had our celebration. I had my farewell celebrated sermon that the you pre- left. Yeah, yeah, yes. Oh, yeah. Everybody was singing Te Deums all the way home, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not about your wife. No. <laughs> oh man. Oh boy. Yeah. They, they they can do without me, but I'll tell you. You know. My, yeah, I know. <laughs> same in my situation. They, oh yeah. Well, we've got an interesting hymn to take a look at today. The only Son from Heaven. And I did not know this. I knew she was a woman because her name is Elizabeth Krusiger. But guess what? This hymn appeared in the two hymnals containing Luther's first hymns in 1524. Wow. It's that old of a hymn? Yes. Boy. Hmm. Well, she herself uh, died in uh, 1535, uh-huh. born in 1500, so she only lived 35 years. Little did she know we would be talking about her 500 years later. Isn't that something? Have you ever thought about that kind of thing? No. How I these, mean, these do people... I really care if people are going to talk about me after <laughs> I'm in the grave? <laughs> and when I'm in heaven, in the spirit, yeah. you still don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, I, it doesn't. I don't, it's just kind of amazed me how we can be talking about someone hundreds and hundreds of years afterward, you know, and li- how little they knew, how little they dreamed that, you know. Yeah, well, I'm sure I'll be talked about for hundreds oh, of years. Oh, yeah, they won't forget about you. No, then. no, no way. <laughs> and that's if my wife's still alive. <laughs> She'll still be talking about me. Um, I don't see Catherine Winkworth mentioned anywhere here. I guess. Well, she, well there's a Arthur Russell. Yeah, he was the translator. translated it. Yes, yes. yes. It um, enjoys the distinction of being the first Jesus hymn of the Evangelical Lutheran Church. And it's really kind of interesting. In fact, the very first line really caught my attention. So why don't you read the first stanza, and then we'll talk about it. The only Son from heaven, foretold by ancient seers, by God the Father given, in human form appears. No sphere his light confining, no star so brightly shining as he, our morning star. Yes, the only Son from heaven... You see, every Christian 
man or woman is the son of God. That's right, yeah. But right. he's the only one from heaven. Right, exactly. Now, isn't that interesting? Eternally begotten. And by the way, Elizabeth also, it appears, chose this tune. because Really? Yeah, it was also uh-huh. uh, found. It's not, it's not a real familiar tune, I must say. No, but it's it's catchy. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to sing it Sunday? <laughs> no. All right. No, no, no. Hey, I don't I don't have any say in that anymore. Oh, that's right. Don't forget. <laughs> I was trying to trick you. You know, that was the you... strangest thing this last Sunday when I walked in. Yeah. I walked in with a suit. People saw me in civilian clothes, so to speak. Yes. And uh, it was weird because, you know, I came in to, to worship. Right. Sat in the front pew with my family. Sure. And uh, I had... Absolutely no control over anything for a change. No. It's really weird. Boy. It was the first time in 38 years that I knelt at the altar rail. I've always, you know, I've always administered the sacrament. Right, that's right. And uh, I don't, I, I never came down to the altar rail to kneel. And it's the, the only time in 38 years I, I knelt at the altar rail. Yeah, even when I was preaching and you were helping out then, you were giving out the bread and I was right. giving out the wine. Right. Yeah, the body so. and the blood. That's what I just said. Yeah, right. Okay. (laughs) Let's be confessional, Tom. All right. The only son from heaven, foretold by ancient seers. Uh, It's almost as though this is like Matthew writing, although it's interesting. The two Gospels is 1 John 4 and Luke 1. That's on the basis of this hymn. But I was going over the Sunday school lesson for issues, etc., about the wise men. There's... Four prophecies that the wise men fulfill by talking about the wise men. Um, That's the only gospel where the wise men are even in there. So it was kind of interesting to make the point that obviously Matthew is being written to Jews. Mm -hmm. Later on, we talked about John in the next Sunday school lesson, and he kept translating the Hebrew words. Like he would say, and this was the Christ, right. which is, right. I mean, this is the Messiah, which is which the word be, Christ and mm-hmm. such like that. So he was obviously writing to Gentiles. Right. And I asked the Bible study, what reading is found in all four Gospels? Let's see, reading. Um, it's baptism, called uh, baptism. It's the um, feeding of the... 5,000? Yes. That's found in all four. All four. Wow. How about that? And in fact, um, well, there aren't, you know, there aren't a whole, there aren't many things that are in all four of them. No, no. Most of them felt, well, it's complimentary. It's yes, covered right. somewhere else. And The point I made in Bible study was that all four of them had a different point they were making. Uh-huh. It, on that, on that, on the feeding of the five thousand. Really, is that right? Oh well, Matthew. Give me, give me, enlighten me. Well, on just that. one quick example to get back to the hymn. But Matthew obviously was talking about how he's fulfilling uh, Moses and bringing bread to the people, mm-hmm. the, the manna. Hmm, that's and, Matthew. Yeah, so you can go through each one. Uh, here's one that I got tricked on by Jim Belts. He was leading the Bible study, and he said, "How many?" Gospels talk about Joseph of Arimathea and his tomb. Oh boy, that's that's a tough one. I I I, I don't know. I would. Imagine, I didn't feel bad. I guess Matthew. Yeah. Guess what? What? I'm wrong. It's in all four. It's on all four. I had Joseph told him of Arimathea. Two. Yes. Really? That he donated the tomb. Yes. All four of them. 
That's interesting. That is interesting. And it shows that they were making it clear he really died because he was buried. Uh-huh. And such. Uh-huh. But all four, that was also a uh, prophecy of the Old Testament fulfilled. Uh, that he would be buried in a... Rich man. Rich man's tomb, that's right. Yeah. And and that his body would not even see corruption. You know, usually right. it was not a new decay. tomb. Yes. New tomb, no decay in it. Right. So... He sent from heaven, and then the very next point, she really gets good, by God the Father given. See, I asked a question not long ago in Bible study, who was responsible for the death of Jesus? And some people said, well, normally you think of the Jews and the Romans. And then one person put hand up, I know it was us. And they said, no, you're all wrong. Yes, I know how you do that, yes. Yes. (laughs) And I quoted Isaiah, that the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. That's right. God the Father. God God had him put on the cross. Yes, it was God the Father in there. In his human form appears, no sphere his light confining. Now, what does that mean? Well, uh, he's he's the bright morning star. There is no... Uh, I mean, he he shines throughout the whole vast universe. Yes. There is no sphere that can confine his light. Right. You know what I mean? And we get a glimpse of it at the transfiguration, but that's just a little bit of it. Now, is this, do you realize the lessons for this Sunday, the gospel for this Sunday is, well, it's John the Baptist again. Yes. You know, we hear John the Baptist you know, we hear him in Advent, and now we hear him again. Yes. And uh, now why? He, he says, he says, "Behold, the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world." Yes. So even even the cover of uh, the CPH bulletin has John with Jesus at its baptism. Now you're going to ask, why do we have John the Baptist so much? No, Since, why do we have him now? Because this well, is not this the is, season. This is the Sunday after. Last Sunday was the baptism of our Lord. Why again? Because this is the season of... Epiphany. The light. It's a, it's it's, a season of light. It's a season of revealing Jesus who he was. Who he was, right. And you see, in this text, he says, this is the Lamb of God Lamb who's of come God. to take away the sins right. of the world. And his disciples get so excited, they go to Jesus and say, where are you staying? Yes. And they go and stay with him all day because uh, it's at 10 a.m. in the morning and, and listening to him. But John, did he know Jesus ahead of time? Yes, he in the womb. Remember he r- remember when Mary came? Right. Mary was... A, a, uh, but he, did he know that he was the Messiah? And the answer to that is well, no, well, he, he didn't. He leaped for joy in the womb. Well, he had faith already in the womb. Yes, but that was but, by the power of the Holy Spirit. He couldn't really verbalize the faith, obviously. Well, he himself says, I did not know him. Ah, that's right. You're right. That's a good point. Yeah, forgot about that passage. Yeah, he says, I myself did not know him. But then how did he get to know him? And I, I had forgotten this. And God spoke to him. That you will know this is the Messiah. When the heavens open? No. When? Close. Yeah. When you when the, see the, the Holy Spirit, Spirit des- descending, descending upon, upon him. him. Yes. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? So in other words, well, wait, wait a minute. Before he baptized him, remember John said to him, 
I should be baptized like you by you, and yet you come to me. So he must have known. He must have known something about him even prior to the baptism. That and may... then Jesus says, "No, permit it to be so now to, to fulfill, fulfill all righteousness." Yes. So he must have had. What, what but do you he think? himself didn't know that he was God. You don't think he knew that he was God? No. Until the Spirit. Until God on descended him. on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, Luther's hymn was tremendous. Because he always starts off with the baptism of Jesus and then moves to our baptism. Well, we talked about that last right, week. Right. In mm-hmm. every verse. Right. That, that was really so good. All right. Stanza two, please. The time of God appointed, O bright and holy morn, he comes, the king anointed, the Christ, the virgin born, grim death to vanquish for us, to open heaven before us. And bring us life again. Notice how every verse is about Jesus. Right. Yes. And yes. I hadn't realized Luther had two kind of uh, hymn studies, and this was in one of them. Hmm. You know, uh, by Elizabeth Kruziger. Uh O time of God appointed, O bright and holy morn. So we just left that he's a morning star. And so God has a speaking language we can understand. So the reason he says mourn is because he dissipates the night. Right. Yes. A lot of children are yes. afraid of darkness. The and darkness flees in the face of Jesus. Alone. Yes, yes. And in fact, many of the Gentiles still remained in the kingdom of darkness. Yeah, right. Exactly. He comes the king anointed. Now, there, a lot of people may miss that, but what's the uh, Hebrew and Greek word for anointed? Uh, Christos. Uh, Yes. The Greek word is is Christos, the anointed one. And the Hebrew is Messiah. the Hebrew is Messiah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, he was anointed, the Christ, the virgin born. So, you've got his humanity and his deity right there. Grim death to vanquish for us. Now, you have to explain that to a child, what vanquish means, because we all still die. So how is death vanquished? It's reduced to just a shadow. Uh, you know, it's, It has no sting con- consequences. Has, the sting is taken out of death. That's right. Uh, because it's normally... Not, it's not the end. Death should be eternal right. death, which we deserve. But he vanquished that curse of the law, to open heaven before us. Uh, what part of the catechism is that? Yeah, what part of the catechism? Uh, to open heaven before us. I'll give you a hint. Office? Of the keys. Yes. Yes, you're right, of course. Well, Office of the keys. He, you don't have to keep close. saying I'm right. You say that all day long. You're right, that's a given. You know, it's not even questionable. <laughs> Oh, great one. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> um, yeah, the office of the keys. We were given the the office of the keys, the church. Yes. Is given the, the authority to uh, to open, you know, by right. forgiveness, retaining and forgiving sins to open and close heaven. Here's a question I got wrong. Listening to KFUO, they were talking about how many chief parts are in the catechism? Us. Uh, Six in the catechism. That's what I said, too. Yeah, yeah. well, now wait. It's wrong. 
okay, you're talking about the original? Well, go ahead. Luther's. Luther's. There's seven. He, he also called absolution. He, no, no, he no, put no. Absolution. I'm not talking about... You're not talking about that? No. I'm... See, he put absolution up there with the sacraments. That's So does our confession, by the yeah, way. Yeah, right. Uh, no, I'm talking about... Let's see, the office... office of What's at the end? Uh, confirmation. No, no, no. <laughs> no I no. mean, it talks about confirmation. What's the last... The seventh part is about our duties, etc. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. The, the duties. Christian duties. Say it again. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, I, yeah. I had forgotten that myself. No. Uh-huh. You don't think of that. Because when Schmidt made us memorize the catechism, uh-huh. Professor Schmidt, excellent uh-huh. right. thing, a professor. Wayne Schmidt? Yes. Yes, I remember Wayne Schmidt. We did not memorize that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's right. He, we did not. It is part uh, of, of that's right. uh, the office. And uh, you get a lot of information in there, sure. too, for sure. All right, I'll read three. O Lord, our hearts awaken to know and love you more, in faith to stand unshaken, in spirit to adore, that we, through this world moving, each glimpse of heaven proving, may reap its fullness there. So this is really important why faith is necessary. It's to know and love you more. Faith is not a a means that I do in order to merit heaven. No. It's rather a gift from it's God. A God-given gift. Yes. That enables us to to receive the gift. Yes. And so to know and love you more. That word know is kind of interesting. Uh Mary to the angel said, "Well, I do not know a man." Right. And yes, she was engaged to a man. What do you mean she doesn't know him? She didn't have an she intimate didn't have an intimate relationship. Exactly. With him. And a lot of times in the Bible, to know God doesn't mean to know that Jesus was a man who once existed. or the, No, it means to trust him right. for salvation. Uh, that's how you really know him. I mean, there's a lot of uh, movies I like watching, crime movies, where people get married and they really don't know each other. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> of one reason or another, for sure. Now, I'm working on it. We're at 52, 53 years, I think. What are you at? Uh, 35. 35. 35 years. Yeah. Met my wife the first day I entered the, the worship at Prince of Peace. Right. Yeah. So are you leaving her there when you move on? No. No. no we're not moving on. I know. <laughs> All righty. Stanza four, please. Oh, Father, here before you with God the Holy Ghost. And Jesus, we adore you, O pride of angel host. Before you, mortals lowly cry, Holy, 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 O blessed Trinity. That's, of course, a doxological verse. It speaks of the Trinity, and it's got a triangle in front of it, which means we stand for that verse. That's right. Yeah, um, there were a number of... One of the churches of the four I'm working with now... Has the old hymnal. They don't uh-huh. have any triangles. They don't have any triangles. Yeah. I think it's a good feature. I really do think it's a good feature. Do you miss the amens? Oh, I used to. You know, there was time when we all said, why don't they play the amens anymore? Yeah, right. I, the organist, organist has informed me it's not, for some reason, it's not always 
appropriate for some reason. I don't know. I don't understand that. Well, I've not heard but, that uh, because amen means yes, I believe yes, what yes, I just saying. it shall be so, right. Yeah. But uh, I guess musically, I don't know musically if it always doesn't it, it doesn't always fit in i don't i don't understand that yeah i had an organist who always put one on the end yeah and yeah. she had people, figured out people people like it but i i think i hear i hear less and less of that complaint yeah nowadays well because but they used them... to complain all the time why don't they play the amen why don't they yeah. play the amen no they, you don't hear that very much it kind of reminds me after the gospel and uh let's say the matthew 25 and those who don't believe will go to eternal hell. And then we all say, thanks uh, be to God. <laughs> say, thanks be to God. That should be maybe a little different. <laughs> Reminds me of the Roman Catholic worship service. You know, the, the priest says, uh, the Mass is now ended. And how do they reply? Oh, I don't know. I don't. I have. They say the same thing. They say the same thing. Thanks be to Thanks God. Thanks be to God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now they they mean it differently than. Yeah. You know, oh, I'm glad it's over. I can get home and see the football game now. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. What was I doing last night? And I went to see Louise. She's watching her TV, and uh, the big game was on yesterday. Yes. LSU. Clemson and LSU. Clem yeah. LSU won, of course. Well, of course. Whoever thought they weren't going to? Yeah. Yeah. A Clemson. <laughs> well, I guess so. Yes. But, um, boy, that was... I, I, I guess President, President Trump and and uh, His First wife. Lady yes. really got a warm welcome in the oh, stadium. Oh, absolutely. They really were cheered. Well, where was the stadium? What city? Oh, you know, I, I, I couldn't tell you, Tom. Wasn't it uh, New Orleans or was it... Louisiana somewhere or something. I really don't. I kept know. hearing that. I well, think it was. You know, I think it was. I think it was the uh, what they call the uh, Superdome in New Orleans. I yeah. think that's where it was. Yeah. Well, now uh, you can understand because everybody, you know, all the Democrats saw, oh, we're going to war again, and now we're not. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no apologies. No. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so you don't know if you're going to be singing this song. Because you're not preparing. It's not my choice now. You know, it's, it's, it's strange, isn't it? When you made the adjustment to uh, no longer in the parish, it's kind of strange, isn't no, it? No, I had a whole year while I was interim. So I still was doing all the uh, You're still doing it. Yeah. I spend sometimes 45 minutes to an hour in doing hymns. Oh, I do too. I pick, I, I weigh them over in my mind. You know, a lot of things. Once I've say. written in the sermon. Yeah, right. Because um, you don't just pick them, pick hymn numbers out of a hat. No, you, no. What you put I some like thought into it. They have the concordance. Yes. To the hymnal. Yes. And so I look up the words, and uh, then I say, okay, which ones? Now it's a little easier during Advent. You stay within yeah. that system, Epiphany, right. etc. Right. Although with my sermon this week, I took one outside of the Epiphany because uh, we're talking about the baptism. There's a whole section of the. Um, consequences of baptism in the hymn. It's near the end of the hymn, though. Uh -huh. It's really good. Yeah. So I don't have to ask you where your church is anymore because there is no church. Oh, it's in Crestwood, Prince of Peace Lutheran Church, just south of the Watson New Sappington intersection. And service time? Uh, Nine o'clock Sunday, five o'clock. Uh, no, I better not say that. All Nine right. o'clock Sunday. Well, 
Thank you so much, retired pastor. See you next week. God bless. Law and Gospel each weekday morning at 930 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962.